Best Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze, and it felt a little like... <laughs> Time to go. Okay, kids, back in the room. Good night. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western. Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range. For more everyday electric journeys on a single charge, with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-in Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan. This is Emerson. The sound you're hearing is from a video of him performing in his living room with a toy guitar. He's like two feet tall, curly blonde hair. And he just turned three in May. This is Emerson's mom, Kylie. He's an entertainer, for sure. And this is Emerson's other mom. Her name's Jenna. If someone comes over to our house, we have kind of a sunken living room. And he wants to stand with his microphone and he requests what song he wants to, you know, sing to and perform to. And he makes you sit on the couch and watch him. This is The Longest Shortest Time. I'm Hillary Frank. Today, we're telling the story of how this little three-year-old living room crooner was made. We all know getting pregnant isn't always easy. And when you're a person with a uterus in a relationship with another person with a uterus, there's always that added question of how. Like, how do you even begin to try to get pregnant? Here at the show, we hear from a lot of you sorting through this super complicated question. And we know from your emails, there are lots of options and, and everybody does it a little bit differently. Well, we picked Kylie and Jenna's story to tell today because... Well, first, we love the story of how they got together. And then their story is just so universal. Like a lot of us starting families, um, Kylie and Jenna, they, they make a lot of plans. Some of their plans work out, and some of them really, really don't. There are so many twists and turns to this story that we're actually splitting it into two. So you'll get the first half this week and the second half next week. When Jenna and Kylie met in Boise, Idaho, Kylie had short dreads. She wanted to get them cut off, so she went to see Jenna. She's a hairdresser. Kylie says Jenna's the kind of stylist you can really talk to, like not just sit there with your nose in a magazine. I, I, I remember asking her when she was cutting my hair if, um, if she was from a really small town and if she like grew up on a ranch or something because I felt like she was so organic. I don't know, it was just like, she was just kind and honest, and then that was it. I just, I, I thought she was so lovely. Not to mention, I mean, she's also really, really pretty, but that's beside the point. 
At the time, Kylie had a girlfriend, a girlfriend who is not Jenna, um, but she was keeping her hair cropped short. So she'd go get haircuts from Jenna like once a month. One day, Kylie calls the salon. She was just like, my life is falling apart. I needed my haircut. Jenna's like, I wonder what's up. My first thought was, oh my God, maybe her and her girlfriend broke up. And at the time I was dating a guy and Jenna had only really dated men up to this point. So I had to kind of step back and think, why did I just think that? And why was I excited about it? So Kylie comes in and just spills her guts while Jenna snips at her hair. And um, sure enough, she was breaking up with her girlfriend. Kylie looks thin, like under 100 pounds. She says her life is falling apart, but like in a, in a jokey way. Jenna's just trying to comfort her. She compliments her earrings. And Kylie goes, do you want them? I'm giving away my possessions. At home, though, Kylie is wallowing, reading a lot of Ralph Waldo Emerson. I I remember telling my mom, ew, I just can't imagine ever dating someone again. And then I said, well, there's one person. If I could, I, I would date her. And at the time, I thought that Jenna was like, I was very confused about what she was. I thought that... Well, first off, I thought she was completely straight. And then I think I thought she was married and possibly had a kid. But is Jenna straight? Kylie's getting this vibe. So she does some sleuthing. She starts asking Jenna to hang out outside the salon. It turns out they're actually neighbors. They go on bike rides, mostly to bars. They go out dancing, see shows. Of course, learning in the whole process um, that she had a boyfriend um, and wasn't married and had no children and was actually a lot younger than I thought she was. Jenna, it turns out, is 24. Kylie is a little older, 28. So we would go out to the bars a lot and um, and then I would go back to her house and inevitably like we would just talk for hours and a lot of the time I ended up falling asleep um, at her house and I would roll into my house that I lived at with my boyfriend, like at four in the morning. Kylie and Jenna are in that weird gray area, not dating, but spending way more time with each other than just friends normally do. Jenna's boyfriend is starting to be like, what is up? Even Jenna herself is actually thinking, yeah, what is up? One night she and Kylie are hanging out, sitting really close. And Jenna asks Kylie, How did you know you were gay? And I said, oh, I just know because uh, I like the way that girls feel. They're, you know, uh, smooth and, you know, most of them shave their legs and I like that. And I like the way girls smell and, um, you know, they're pretty and, you know, la, 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 la. And it was these really simple, like superficial kind of reasons. And, uh, And she said, that's it? And I said, well, yeah, basically. I mean, it's it's just an attraction thing. I just like the way they feel and smell more <laughs> than more than men. That's I guess that's the the basics of the attraction. I remember thinking, oh my God, it doesn't have to be like this profound thing. It can be that simple. Kylie's like, Yeah, I guess it's that simple. And then I, of course, you know, after that, ran home to to my best friend and just said, oh, my God, she's not straight. She is not straight, you know. Uh, and uh, and, and it, it, it really, then it felt like, oh, okay, well, then all bets are off, you know. Like, um, 
uh, she's not married, I guess I can see what happens or what she, uh, you know, sort of. I mean, that sounds rotten, but, you know, it was kind of like, well, all is fair in love and war, as my mother says. Jenna, for her part, knows what she needs to do. She breaks up with her boyfriend. She and Kylie give it a go. After about a month, Kylie asks Jenna, do you really see yourself with me, like in the long run? Jenna says, yes. She says she can even imagine kids, which is kind of a big deal for Jenna. I remember I was with the boyfriend I was with when I met Kylie. And I was on a camping trip with my family. And, you know, somehow it came up. And I remember I was very adamant, like, I don't want kids. And really, I think it was just that... I wasn't with the right person. You know, I wasn't, it didn't feel right with that person. But now that Jenna's with Kylie, she sees marriage. She sees a house. She sees kids. She says it's because she knows if it doesn't work out with Kylie, Kylie will still be there for the kid. She's never felt that way about someone before. So after three years, Jenna and Kylie move forward with their plan of domestic bliss. They get married except it's not entirely blissful. Jenna's parents don't go to the wedding. They're still coming to terms with their daughter being with a woman, which, you know, that that was hard. But Jenna and Kylie continue with their plan. They go on to the next step, kids. And when they'd talk about starting a family, they'd both imagine a son. Growing up, Jenna didn't connect much with her sister, who always wanted to play Barbies. Jenna was more into four-wheeling with her brothers, Kylie loved playing with her brothers, too, like having squirt gun fights and wrestling. She even liked being playfully tortured by them, like when they'd pin her down and lick her eyelids. She and Jenna pictured their own little eyelid lickers, and it sounded heavenly. Now they just had to decide which uterus. I had always said that I wanted Jenna to have our children. She wasn't going to get pregnant at all, um, and she just wanted me to have both of them. But then she kind of had this epiphany and, oh my gosh, I like, what if, what if I had a kid and, and the, the baby looked like my mom and I, and I'm, my mom and I are very, very attached. And, um, and I started having this really sentimental thought of like, and then that baby would look like my mom and I would have my mom forever and la la. She is really super close with her mom. And so she kind of came to it on her own, which I was really happy about because I I actually wanted her to have one and me to have one. It didn't have to be one or the other. They could take turns. And so then I decided, okay, well, maybe we should each carry a baby. After all, you can't have sibling roughhousing without a sibling. I mean, and then it made sense because she was older and so she she ended up going first. Of course, Kylie and Jenna just need one more thing sperm, which they will get when we come back. Stay with us. Best Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze, and it felt a little like... (laughs) Time to go. Okay, kids, back in the room. (laughs) Good night. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range. For more everyday electric journeys on a single charge, with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive, or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-in Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan. We are back with Jenna and Kylie. When we left off, they had decided that they wanted to start a family. The plan was they'd each take turns getting pregnant, and Kylie, since she was older, would be the first to try. They just needed to figure out how. One option was they could go to a sperm bank, but they decided, nah. We didn't want to go the anonymous uh, route. Why not? Uh, I know it's different for everyone. I think for us... um, I, I don't know. It's probably, maybe it's a silly reason. Um, Jenna and I both have wonderful fathers and uh, appreciate that influence in our, in our lives. Um, the other thing is that I think for us, it, it felt like it would be nice for our children to be able to say, especially in a situation, if they were ever sort of teased or something, which you can't worry about everything. Your kids are going to get teased about something. But it felt like, say, there's some shitty kid on the playground that's like, Ian, you don't have a dad that Emerson could say, uh, yeah, I do. And that gave us some comfort, I guess, that, that our children would be able to say, yeah, I do have a dad. Kylie and Jenna start running through all the guys they know who would be good catches. This one's too high maintenance. That one's going to want to be too involved, you know, like too much of a dad. They're not looking for a third parent here. So right off the bat, they rule out all of their closest friends. But they've still got to like this dude. He's got to be open enough that he'll share his family history and all that. It's a tough balance to find. They start talking to one friend who's like close enough but not too close to them. And he seems game. But then he gets cold feet. His family's religious, and they're giving him shit about this plan. Kylie and Jenna call it off with him, but they're kind of freaking out. Like, who are they going to get to do this? Kylie and Jenna just kind of keep living their lives, going dancing, bowling, seeing shows. And there's this guy they keep running into. They've been seeing him around for a while now, but suddenly they're seeing him through sperm donor goggles. Well, my name is Dominic. He's cute. Yeah, you know, if if I were a straight lady and and um, Dominic is someone who, if I passed on the street, I'd be like, shit, who's that guy? Like in an alternate universe where Kylie and Dominic were straight, maybe they actually would have wanted to pair up and make a baby. He's perfect. Um, I am currently just a server at a restaurant in downtown Boise. I am going to be continuing my education so I can uh, attempt to get into the art therapy field. Um, other than that, kind of doing as I wish, whenever I wish. I don't know. Dominic is the wandering, non-committal man of their dreams. 
I'm actually being 100% serious here. This blasé-ness is precisely what they loved about Dominic. He was in between stuff, figuring out his life. He didn't have any responsibilities or kids of his own. He had just moved back home to Boise for a little while to show his boyfriend his roots. They'd been living in Portland and planned on going back eventually, but the plans were very whatever. You know, in thinking about this process, because we were worried that it would take a long time and that it would be really hard, you know, that it could be hard to get pregnant because it is sometimes. Um, It was like, man, you do want, you really do want someone who you feel comfortable around and who um, is going to be fun. Otherwise, it could just be such a drag. So Kylie and Jenna had worked up this fantasy in their heads of Dominic as their dreamy baby daddy. But they didn't know him very well, so they weren't sure how to ask him. Should they take him out for coffee, have him over? They hadn't even really hung out with him alone before. So they just decided to pick up the phone. So we called him up, um, and he was, you know, just like at this festival or something. I'm standing in the middle of a crowd of thousands of people. I'm at a cystic fibrosis fundraising walk. I am in the middle of a park. There's screaming, there's cheering. And actually, there's a couple points where I had to put my hand over my ear just to understand what she was saying to me. I'm standing with my partner, my best friend, and she's asking me this. I actually literally had to walk away from the group because I wasn't really sure exactly what she was asking me. What did she say to you? She, well, she kind of just walked around. The, she's like, well, you know, we've been thinking we really have a question we want to ask you. It's really big. We've been thinking about wanting to have a child, and we've been thinking about donors, and we thought, oh my God, Dominic, you would be so great. And my immediate gut reaction was to say yes. And I said, well, okay, um, but do you want to think about it? Because I'm kind of like, this is huge, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And he said... Uh, I'm, um, no, no, I just, no, I want to do it. I think I was just in, like, let's take care of all the children mode because I was at this walk for my friend's daughter. (laughs) So maybe that might have been it. I was kind of floored. I was excited, actually. I'm sure my friends thought I was quite crazy because I remember getting off the phone and dancing around. So, (laughs) well, I wasn't, I'm not a really good dancer, so don't. Don't take that too visually. It's it's terrifying. Kylie and Jenna hang up the phone and they're like, yes, their baby making plan is in motion. They're going to have a kid and it's going to be related to Dominic. They're celebrating. But for Dominic, who's still at this charity walk with his friends, it's a little more complicated. So it was like I went from like absolute excitement to like, oh, whoops. Turns out decisions about your sperm are not just about you. Dominic has agreed to be a known donor, which means no matter what his role is with this kid, there will be some sort of role, even if it's just the kid knows who Dominic is. And Dominic's partner, who was standing right next to him when he got the call, is not into it. I think that he understood their desire, but didn't understand my desire as to why I would do that. Um, He wasn't necessarily excited about me doing it, Mm -hmm. but... um, it was something that I really wanted to do and they were friends and part of me, I think too, was just intrigued by this, 
how it could play out. And I definitely wanted it for myself too. Had, had you ever thought about having children of your own? Um, I did, but I know who I am and I'm not the type of person. I mean, not that I don't have any, I can't say I've never had a desire for children completely, but I just know that for myself, it just wasn't something I really truly desired or, you know, not necessarily a responsibility portion of it. It's just, I'm kind of wily and I just, I don't know. I'd like to I like to have my options open at all times. So I think that um, playing a part in, you know, this uh, scenario with the girls, it definitely gave me that opportunity to have that experience and also have my freedom. And I, they wanted, you know, they definitely wanted a child more so than myself. So I kind of got the best of both worlds. Had you thought about donating sperm before before you I were asked? Never, I've never thought about it. No, nope. <laughs> not 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 something that was ever on my radar. So Dominic signs on despite his non enthusiastic boyfriend. And remember, Jenna and Kylie eventually want two kids, and they're upfront with Dominic about that. Then they take care of business. We had a couple meetings and got together. Um, yeah, you perv. I meant actual business. Just to kind of go over the logistics of how things would go um, and kind of pull up a contract as to how this was going to play out. Basically, Dominic is signing away his legal rights to the baby. And Kylie and Jenna agree that they will never try to get money out of him. He doesn't have any any uh rights, I guess, um, and, and also has no responsibility. I mean, in a lot of ways, he, he has kind of a cool situation. This all sounds good to Dominic. So they get down to the baby-making business. We tried the first month, but I knew that I had missed my ovulation. I mean, I was no expert, but I had done my research. Um, so I was sort of like, oh, sorry, guys, you know, whatever. The second month... Um, we tried a lot that month um, because I was sort of like, I don't really know. And apparently ladies can be different and la la la. So let's do these main days and then let's um, skip four and we'll try again. And then let's, um, let's skip two. I was the worst. <laughs> I was so dumb. Maybe not that dumb. And then, uh, and then I got pregnant. <laughs> so it was silly. You got pregnant like the second cycle. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It was really fast. I actually got pregnant so fast that I was like, oh no, I'm pregnant. Like it was a little <laughs> bit like, oh, I, I didn't think it was going to happen that fast. But of course we were elated. I mean, we were so excited. We were jumping up and down. It was the most exciting thing, you know, ever. Dominic's a little like, really? That's it? I obviously celebrated the fact that I um, was successful because that I would assume that anyone walking into a situation like that, it might be a little stressful, you know, because you don't want to disappoint. And the fact that it went so quickly, it was kind of a huge relief. I was also kind of just like, oh, okay, well, I did my part. Now what do I do? Dominic's like, all right, good luck. He goes back to Portland, back to school. He and his boyfriend split up, not entirely because of getting Kylie pregnant, but that is part of it. And Kylie and Jenna need to figure out who is Dominic to this baby anyway? More on that in just a minute. Don't go away. <laughs> Best Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze. And it felt a little like... 
Time to go. Okay, kids, back in the room. Good night. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range. For more everyday electric journeys on a single charge, with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive, or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-in Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan. We're back with Kylie, Jenna, and Dominic, who helped Kylie get pregnant by donating sperm. Kylie says she hated being pregnant. It's not like there were complications or anything. She just was so irritable all the time. She was relieved to finally give birth. It was a boy, just like she and Jenna had imagined. Dominic was in Portland when Emerson was born. Kylie and Jenna kept him up to date with texts. They kept sending me pictures after he had been born. And I was really concerned, and it was funny to see these pictures, because obviously when children are born, they don't always necessarily look very pretty. <laughs> yeah. And I was really concerned about what was wrong with him, because he just looked so strange in that photo. Dominic drives about 500 miles down to the hospital in Boise to meet this kid who's sort of his son, but sort of not. But when I actually showed up in the room and was holding him, like, he was the most angelic. Does he resemble you? I think a little bit. Um, certain expressions. Probably his curious face when he's questioning something. Um, that's probably the only one I can really connect with, so, except when he's yeah. giggling, giggling. I don't know. I like to laugh a lot, so I'm glad that he likes to do that, too. The second Dominic sees the baby, he starts crying, which then makes Jenna start crying. Now, I figured Jenna might have a twinge of jealousy toward Dominic since she's the only one in this trio with no genetic attachment to this kid. But nope, she says it feels totally uncomplicated. Dominic didn't sign the birth certificate, for one thing, and she and Kylie have plans for her to legally adopt Emerson. Emerson is three now, and Dominic is still in the picture. The best way I can explain it is that we think of him as Emerson's dad, in the um, most basic uh, sense, but not his parent. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, you know, he'll always know, like, okay, this is my dad. This is who helped create me. Does he call you dad? He calls me Daddy Dom. Daddy Dom? And we didn't want to call him uncle because we have a lot of close guy friends and a lot of close girlfriends who go by aunts and uncles. And we didn't want there to be that, like, this person is just one of these guys, you know? Dominic comes around more than those people. He visits about once a month. And mostly, he only sees Emerson and the girls, as he calls them, all together. But sometimes he'll take Emerson on an outing alone. They've been to the park, the zoo, the snow cone shack. Does he seem confused by your role? <clears throat> um, 
I don't think he seems confused. I think he understands who I am. I don't think he completely understands who I am. One thing little Emerson doesn't quite seem to be able to wrap his three-year-old mind around is Steve. Steve is Dominic's new boyfriend. Dominic lives with him now. Emerson loves to go visit them and feed Steve's fish. Emerson has asked his moms, is Steve a daddy? And they're like, no, no, he's not. And Emerson's like, what is Steve? Kylie says they can see his wheels turning, trying to figure out what is a daddy? I think my role will come in later when he realizes who I am and wants to reach out because I'm sure he's going to be in a position to be around other children who have a mother and a father and be kind of probably feel a little displaced by that because he has two mothers. I don't think that's a negative. Um, I'll just be another amazing spirit for him to be around when he gets older. And I think that uh, that's enough for me. So... Do, do you have any, like, are there any dream outings that you're imagining when he's older? Honestly, I can't wait to take him camping. I think the, that's, that's one thing I really enjoy doing. Um, me and the girls have already talked about this. She's like, I can't wait to take him camping. Because I know that the girls like to do that as well. But I think that they like to be a little bit more cleaner than I do. Um, I'm just, <laughs> I hope they hear that because they'll laugh. But um, no, I'm kidding. They, they get dirty too. There are people who see this non-traditional arrangement between Dominic and Kylie and Jenna, and they don't get it. Some friends of Dominic's, actually. They're like, what are you doing? What do you even get out of this? He's like, I don't know. I just wanted to help them. And so far, so good. Even Jenna's parents, who snubbed her wedding, have come around. And if all goes according to plan, she's up next. Tune in next week when Jenna and Kylie and Dominic's saga continues. So I assumed that it would be just as easy the second time around. And <clears throat> it unfortunately was not. That's putting it mildly. You don't want to miss the surprising direction that this story goes. Subscribe to The Longest Shortest Time in iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. And same-sex partners, we want to know how you started your families. And also in general, everybody, we want to know when did family planning not go according to plan? Leave your comment at our website, longestshortesttime.com on this episode. That's episode 104. This podcast is produced by me, Hilary Frank and Abigail Keel. We are edited by Peter Clowney. Our engineers are Pete Karam and the Reverend John Delore. Our theme music is by the Batteries Duo. We get editorial support from Anne-Marie Baldonado and Antonia Acatunde. Special thanks this week to Jane Marie and Olivia Weiss. We use music in this episode by Kevin McLeod and Chris Zabriskie. And as always, here at The Longest Shortest Time, we are looking for your stories. Right now, we're especially looking for stories from people who feel their biological clock ticking loudly, like, like time is running out. That realization can impact your life in all kinds of unexpected ways, and we want to know how. Go to LongestShortestTime.com and submit your story.
1962, a mysterious strangler committed the first of 13 random murders, shocking Boston and the world. Who were these women? And why would anyone want to kill them? It was the largest manhunt in the city's history. What is Mary Sullivan's picture doing on the front page of the paper with the Boston Strangler? 50 years later, the cases remain open. Stranglers, the new crime series from Earwolf. Subscribe now in iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Stand up. You sing your wolf? Yeah. This has been an Earwolf production, executive produced by Scott Ackerman and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Best Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze, and it felt a little like... Time to go. Okay, kids, back in the room. Good night. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western.